You are listening to the podcast with no name. Tonight I'll be taking the reins and leading us through the dark and misty roadways of this episode. I'll be assisted by my podcast brothers and sister, and together we'll reach our destination. Tonight I am joined by the princess. How are you going there, princess? Oh, hello, Eddie. I'm very pleased to be here tonight and see all you lovely gentlemen. And in no particular order, Morty, good to see you back. Hello. Thank you. It's been a while. I've got a beer in my hand. I'm happy. Kurt, how are you, buddy? Very good. You're a man of few words, aren't you? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry the Fish, back in the podcast with no name due to popular demand. Ronnie, stop trying to kiss the cat, mate. God damn it. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. We've got a guest appearance tonight. This is an old mate of mine, Johnny T. How you going, John? G'day, Eddie. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Now, the subject of tonight's episode is also the subject of one of the most bizarre arrests by law enforcement officers ever recorded. It was recorded in 1981 but made its first appearance on minor websites around 1990. It wasn't uploaded to YouTube until 2009, which incidentally is only four years after YouTube was launched. It was one of the first YouTube videos ever to go viral, and it's by far the most viewed YouTube video at the time. With its worldwide audience spreading faster and further than SIDS STDs. It was filmed by a television news crew led by a youthful Chris Reason on the beat for one of his first news stories. Reason is very well known today as a Channel 7 journalist, but at the time he was a fresh-faced rookie who stumbled on the possibility of getting an exclusive story about the arrest of an international criminal figure. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you... The Great Democracy Manifest Arrest and the Story of the Succulent Chinese Meal Guy. Now, assuming you guys haven't watched the video, what immediately comes to mind when you hear the words Democracy Manifest? Well, I must say, Eddie, that when you launched this topic through the week in our chat, I thought, I don't want to talk politics. I'm not in the mood. And I don't know that we're actually really going to be talking about politics because I was thinking it was going to be something relevant to the current election campaign that's on at the moment. What about you, Morty? I think we're going to go in a different direction. Yeah, yeah I, I struggle. You've got good leaders and then you've got the masses and democracy sometimes. It's like the lowest common denominator. I just worry that this guy's going, this is where we're at, fellas, and maybe that's where he is. So I don't know. 
Quite possibly. Kurt, you're a man with your finger on the pulse. What mm-hmm. uh, what does that term mean to you? Well, it brings up many questions, doesn't it? More questions than answers. <laughs> Absolutely. That term brings up to us and, you know, we must really examine them deeply and find what is really the true meaning of democracy manifest. Jerry, have you ever heard of that term before? Uh, no, I can't say I have. And um, I didn't even know it was in the zeitgeist like that would be like, that existed. I'd never seen that video before. I didn't look at it at all after getting the topic. I was just like, I'm just going in cold. And the first thing that it evoked for me was I thought democracy manifests, like manifest usually has a negative connotation on it. It says like it is opposing to what the masses want. So for me, I just thought, okay, this must be something about a country that is currently communist or whatever, wanted to go to a democracy, democracy and someone had written a manifest to try and get the masses to change and want to go to democracy. So that's where I was. Understandable. Johnny T, ever heard of it before? No, I haven't. Um, to me, it sounds like a like a, a weird sort of political statement that you wouldn't have understanding of unless you were really over the topic. You know, it's it's like a, something you might see on a headline of a newspaper or something, and until you actually read the story, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly didn't make any sense to me when I first heard about it, but um, when you delve into it a bit, it, it's a piss funny story. Um, <coughs> so anyway, look, we'll go we'll go to the source material. Democracy Manifest. Where would you go and you want to find out about it? Of course, the Urban Dictionary. So the Urban Dictionary definition of democracy manifest is when the police arrest you for enjoying a succulent Chinese meal, put you in a headlock because they know their judo well and can't keep their hands off your limp penis. Gentlemen, this is democracy manifest. Is that clearing things up for you a little bit? Not at all. Not really. Well, more questions than answers. Exactly, well, more questions than answers. Well, if you've done your homework, you would only need to type the term into a YouTube search box and you'd immediately be presented with numerous versions of the video. Some are interspliced with news reports, some have cartoonish overlays, and one even has the backing of a full symphony orchestra. Now, I'm going to recommend to our listener to look at the pure version of the video you'll come across a short one minute and nine version titled simply Democracy Manifest. And that's the one you need to have a look at. The video depicts the subject being manhandled by a number of detectives and uniformed police are in attendance. There's an attempt to wrestle him into a police car, but the man is protesting the arrest with a tone and a cadence that would make the most seasoned Shakespearean actor jealous. Now, I'm going to play the video now for my fellow podcasters, and this being an audio-only medium, obviously our listener should stop the podcast right now and go and have a look at this video. So I encourage you, dear listener, pause the podcast and have a look at the YouTube video first, and you can get a better idea of what went down. I'm under what? Gentlemen, 
This is Democracy Manifest. Have a look at the headlock here. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! This is the bloke who got me on the penis before. Get some cups. Why did you do this? Get some cups. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Oh, uh, yes. I see that you know your judo well. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? How dare get your hands on me? One tough look! Dave and Brent. All right, so who is the mystery man in this video and why are the detectives chasing him? I'd like you to give me your best educated guess. Princess, who's the man in the video? I don't know. Do you recognise him at all? No. I'm going to have a crack. He exposed himself in public. (laughs) Put the chats crackers on parade. So you know him? Well, you know, things happen. Well, good guess. Good guess. Not not entirely on the right track, but, yeah, good guess. Okay. Kurt, all who right, do you think he right. is? Well, I remember the news story. So he was a guy who's done this all over the world, and he, got it, he used to get away with it at the start. So he used to go to restaurants and order a full slap-up meal, like really expensive restaurants. Very good. And what he would rely on was the fact that they would, back then, People used to, like, just charge things and then pay later and stuff like that. And he used to rely on that or he'd rely on the fact that the restaurant was so snooty that they'd be too embarrassed to have a big fight with him, so he'd cause an argument and then he'd leave. But then he kept doing it and restaurants started going, you know what, we'll just call the police. And so they started to arrest him for doing it. But I can't remember his name. That's good. I don't think anybody would remember this. Not everyone has a photographic memory. On didn't didn't they say fucking burden? (laughs) Yeah, it was originally like the the video was filmed back in eighty one, and then they did a news story on it around nineteen ninety. Anyway, so strap yourselves in for a wild ride into the world of international crime and intrigue. So, who's the mystery arrestee in the video? The elusive scoundrel the cops were after. Disclaimer, all of the information was compiled from various online sources and we all know that if it's on the internet, it must be true and accurate. So there's certainly no need for anybody to verify any of this or to do any type of fact check. We should just all accept it as fact. Now, back in 1981, police received a tip that a wanted international criminal by the name of Paul Charles Dozer was going to be dining at a modest Chinese restaurant in Brisbane's Fortitude Valley. His crime, he was a notorious restaurant runner. So Kurt's got this pretty well right. Also, he was known as a dine and dasher, and he was wanted by agencies throughout the world um, to assist police with their investigations. Well done, Kurt. You're probably the only one that actually was even close to being on the track. Um, but then it's a pretty obscure video these days. It was pretty popular at the time, but it's all all sort of faded away. 
It just happened to be one of the first videos that was online. That's 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 his claim to fame. It was like one of a hundred videos. Yeah, it's it was that's certainly it was the if biggest Australian now, YouTube if, video if it, ever. If it got put out now, no one's seen it. It'd oh, just be yeah, a little absolutely. article in the Sydney Morning Herald on page five that like a little one little column. That's it. All right, so the trap was set. Detectives were called in, along with various news agencies and television camera crews, including a fresh-faced Chris Reason, reporting in one of his earliest stories. The results of which are the video you saw. Now, who was Paul Charles Dozer? He was a Hungarian-born chess master, a food connoisseur with a lust for fine wines. Now... I can hear you say, what's the problem? Well, the problem is he was somewhat reluctant to pay for his meals and he regularly skipped out of the venue without paying the bill. Now, who from the podcast with no name is most likely to skip out without paying the bill? Do we all agree it's Sid? I was going to say he's not here to defend himself, so I would say Sid. Yeah, I've definitely, definitely thought about it a few times, but I've never gone through with it. I've had some you have not, well, Morty, you have not ever done that. Not no. once. I've been, no way have you done that. I've been pretty disappointed in some service. <laughs> well, when you ask for the bill and you're sitting there for 15 minutes, that's when you go, what's my time worth? Yeah, but back in the day you used to just fold your money what's up your... into bishops mitres and piss them off so they had to unfold the money that you paid with and you used to put salt in the sugar shaker and sugar in the salt shaker and stuff like that to piss them off. I never had that much fun. I've never done that. You loosen the cap off the salt so when you're oh, yeah, that, that. thing <laughs> that I've just, never done that. That just gets the next person. That's you taught me that one. Eddie taught me that one. I used oh, to yeah, do that too. Oh, yeah, that was too. a cracker. And my mum was still taking me around as a kid, you know, to do her various things. In the bank, I would write on the back of um, deposit slips or withdrawal slips, um, this is a hold-up, give me all your money, and then I'd put them back in the pile. And I'm, I was only a kid, <laughs> and, I, and I was expecting to see it on the news that night, but it you know, just never happened. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Some old granny. Oh, Blue Ridge attack. Oh, my God, what is going on? Johnny, when you advertise your podcast, that's the tagline you want to go with. Like, just that little snippet right there and then just put that out there and I guarantee you, you will have 2,000 followers. In you, you'll get some listeners, yeah. Just put that out there. So like when I was a kid, I used to write this on the back of bank checks. Now I'm doing on the bank slips. Now I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> Boy, it doesn't matter what you do next. Because now you I'm doing Nigerian there, scams. Well, yeah, what, oh, you know, whatever you say, doesn't matter what you say next, because what you just said then would will hook a bunch of people. That's gold. Stoza did this in countries all over the world and was arrested no less than 111 times, which resulted in him being fined on multiple wow. occasions, and he even did jail time for his repeated infractions. One article claimed that he was a former chef and used all manner of techniques for getting out of a bill. Sid uses some of these himself, including forgetting his wallet and even feigning a heart attack and asking the restaurant to call for an ambulance. The man known as Paul Charles Dozer reportedly passed away in 2003 
but many who knew him came forward to share their stories, good and bad, about him. In 2012, on the popular Oz Chess Forum, Jerry knows that one well, one user noted upon his arrival in Australia, Dozer was wanted by police in Hungary, Indonesia and by Interpol. It was also noted that he, was, he raised the suspicion of New Zealand police while playing chess in Christchurch. Dozer described himself as a Hungarian nobleman and was always very well dressed, wearing a cravat. Now, does anybody regularly wear a cravat here, Jerry? My granddad used to wear a cravat, and I can assure you he was not Hungarian. Matt Preston wears one. He does. What a ponce. Floating <laughs> well, well, the the cravats. Um, yes. Anyway, I had an idea. It, it Maybe we'd get a... Um, Maybe we do a podcast with no name cravat at the merch store. Eddie, are you having a crack at cravats? Is that what I you're am. doing right now? I am. But you, there, there's like your 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 wardrobe changes for tonight that are behind you. All those lovely coloured dresses, mate. Are like, like, what are you talking about, mate? Look, your your backdrop is like fifty rainbow coloured dresses. And you're talking to me about like, your bag and cravats. Like, yeah, look, I, ha- I have to um, confess, I'm back in the closet tonight. Um, I find this room's really good because it's just, it's dead. It's really good. There's no reflections and everything, and your voice sounds a bit oh. better when you're in a room like this. So, yeah, the yeah. wife has let me He's... sleep in her closet tonight. Leonard Teal always used to wear a cravat. Leonard Teal? Who? Yeah, Leonard Teal, the famous Australian actor. Really? Did he act? John Mellion did too, I think. Oh, yeah. Leonard Teal. No, John Mellion. Many Australian things. I thought he was just like a narrator. So why wear one? He had a fantastic voice. Mm. Why wear one? in radio. I think it hides the double chin. There you go. (laughs) That'd be right, yeah. Asked and answered. Asked and answered. My pa used to wear it so he didn't have to wear a tie. Oh, it was more yeah, comfy like, than wearing a tie. Yeah, it sounds like a good excuse. Say cravat, like just say cravat by itself for a minute, like cravat, 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 and see what happens after a minute. I swear you want to like slash your wrists. Oh, I think <laughs> maybe at the next, um, the next recording we all should wear cravats. I think it wouldn't be an easy thing to purchase. <laughs> maybe well, online. But well, funny you mention that, probably... Kurt, because if we do a pod no name cravat, then it'll be easy to purchase from our merch store, which will be up and running very shortly. David Jones' store would probably, in the men's probably. department at David Jones? Yeah, maybe Meyer. No, I don't yeah, know. Mayor the, the Meyer in the city, before maybe. Kurt said, before Kurt said that, I was about to say, just go to DJ's. I've got them. DJ's. I, I, was, I, was, I have a, a friend from where I work, and he's very, he, yeah. he's very dapper. Yeah. English asking guy. for a friend, eh? No, there's a gay guy at my work, right? Who we go out to dinner and do whatever. He's, he's, yeah. And so he's exactly like that sort of guy. And he's like, oh, well, we just go down to here and whatnot. Hey, Chas. Sounds like a gay version of Vivian from The Young Ones. <laughs> no, no, no. Vivian's more like, I had to. I oh, was that, drunk. That was Rick. Sorry, I gave Rick. Yeah, you sounded like Rick. <laughs> oh Rick! Oh no, that was that's that's a Rick. That was Rick. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh poor. Yeah, I love that. Oh, did we wear oh. cravats at my wedding? Yes, I think we did. I think uh, we did. Uh, 
Yeah, the, yes, your chins will thank you, Kurt. Are you joking? On like on the most important day of your life, you can't that's never just remember like what straight you out of your memory until like ten minutes <laughs> later, and then all of a sudden it just pops in. Ah, didn't we do that on my wedding day? God, your I wife. I hope your wife's not. I hope your husband's not listening. Okay, there's a shop in the Strand Arcade, and it's got a D. It must be French because it's the clique. I got his giggle cravat stores. It's so off Peter the Peter Jackson menswear in Johnny, the city. Mr. Fears. They all have cravats. We should go and check it out, I think. We should go and do high tea afterwards. Yeah, right. it's it's like cravat, cravat. Let me know how it all works out. I could frock up for the high tea. Oh, yeah. If you yeah, guys do a high tea at the, um, you know, the... It was a joke for you. Yeah, you know the old GPO building <laughs> in the city. That's now a hotel. They do a yes. very nice high tea do. there. Very yeah, nice okay. high tea there. Well, I'll tell you what, for our Christmas party, let's do that. High tea with cravats. That was the end of part one to our exploration into Democracy Manifest and the succulent Chinese meal guy. We hope you can join us next week for part two. If you'd like to contact the podcasters, drop us an email at podnoname at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook at podnoname. Thank you for joining us this evening. We look forward to seeing you in our next episode.